Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Here we go. This is the first time in history I have brought a Facebook podcast fan who is also on reality TV. It's Katerina Bouton, who was on Biggest Loser. Hi, you guys. <laughs> I'm living everyone else's dream right now. But oh, wow, this is so exciting. You go on Biggest Loser, which I could never do. Nailed it. You you look amazing. And we got to inspire people with this. Got to lift people up. So are right. you ready? Oh, I'm very ready. Okay, so we want to talk a little bit before the show. Obviously not super fun to probably relive, <laughs> but as someone who is a former overweight person in my life, I, I we got to talk about it. So you shared your story on the show. You're a nurse, and it was hard for you encouraging people to be healthy when you didn't feel healthy yourself, right? Yeah, so... I graduated nursing school in May of 2019. And so I, it's so funny because they like market me as like this super experienced nurse who has like been doing this for a long time. I'm like, I did it for two weeks before I left for the show, but it's fine. So, but like, I wouldn't have known you sold it really well. So within my month of nursing, you know, a big part of it is like educating your patients. And um, at the time I was working on a heart failure floor, but I mean, you find overweight people in every unit, even the one I'm working on now. And, you know, it, prior to that, I never had to talk about health. I never had to, you know, try to influence people to do better. And so I, I was never confronted with it until I got into my career. And I'm literally telling these people every day, like, oh, like, don't eat that. It has too much salt. Or, you know, make sure you exercise, like, because you already have heart disease. And, yeah. um, you know, it weighs heavy on you whenever um, it, I've never had a confrontation where they're like, oh, well, yeah, you're look you're at you. Oh, yeah, right. But, like, <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you definitely feel some type of way whenever you're not even taking the advice yourself. Let's go back to to childhood was weight always something even as a kid kid that was a problem for you yeah um I mean I have been um I was overweight since like elementary school and it doesn't help that I had a sibling which I feel like you found that in your sibling too where uh, my brother was always athletic he was tall skinny he could eat whatever he wanted and um, he wouldn't gain a thing. Isn't and I think it's genetics. I think it's just, he was just more active than me. So it didn't help that like, we would never have, you know, healthy food in the house because like my brother could eat whatever. And so my parents would constantly be like, you know, like what's happening with you. So, um, my parents would put me on diets. I did Jenny Craig. I did Weight Watchers. Um, I did like a similar to like a keto where there was like no carb diet, um, all within the range of like middle school and high school. So, um, it definitely like fucks with you and yeah. like, it makes you, you know, it kind of as a child, you know, you kind of just grow up knowing that, um, I'm not what my parents want me to be. And then everybody else is going to see that too. And I, I actually really related to, to jump forward a little bit into the show. You talked about your relationship with your mom and how, you know, she kind of, was like, let's do diets. And then that made you, you know, your relationship falter a little bit. And I remember like my mom also, 
she would encourage like, you know, this and that, and like, let's put you into sports. And I remember being like really angry at the time, but in hind, like if I try to put myself into her shoes of like, she probably just hated seeing me be so upset all the time and was just re grasping at straws. Like, what can I do to help her? You know, and like, obviously your story isn't the same, but it was, it was hard to watch that. Cause we, we dealt with that stuff too, where I was always an angry, I was like, why, why, what the, you don't like me for myself. It's hard. Yeah. You know, especially when you're so young and impressionable. Um, I, I feel like the same way as you where, you know, I said this when I was talking to the producers many times, of course, like they're, they're not going to show it, but like, I was saying that, you know, I genuinely believe like my parents were doing what they thought was best. You know, when you know your kid needs to lose weight, of course you think, Oh, let's put them on a diet. Let's do everything. So, yeah. Um, they, they didn't think that it would hurt you the way that it did. And so, um, like my mom did the same thing and my dad did too. Of course they have to like make one parent, like there's always one parent. How dare they I'm always the sacrificial lamb of the biggest loser, but, Gosh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like you. I just, I do believe that it's like a society thing where they just think that, okay, this is the best option to do. Yeah. And if like, I'm crying all the time, it's like, how can I fix this? Let's just it was like nutritionist everything yeah. blah 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 what can we do volleyball which like finally something worked but like right did you not to like bring up painful stuff but were you self-conscious as a kid does that still like creep into your life as an adult um when I was younger I was definitely self-conscious about my looks I couldn't shop at any of the stores that um you know kids my age shopped at I was shopping I was like wearing my mom's clothes and um it wasn't until like middle school high school where I started to get this super outgoing loud obnoxious personality and I feel like I'm genuine with it now but I feel like when I was a kid I was doing that because I was like I'm already fat and so I don't want to be the fat kid that has no personality and I don't want to be the fat girl that can't make you laugh so I like you know covered up this like I'm super insecure with myself but I'm not gonna let anybody else know that so um I, it definitely trickled into my my adulthood and that's like pretty much why I'm going on the biggest loser because I felt like you no know, enough is enough can you pinpoint why why you had weight issues was it a uh, lack of exercise was it food yeah I think oh I think food was a huge part because I mean I was active pretty much I mean I played soccer for like 10 years of my childhood like because my parents like made me how dare they <laughs> my brother did it too but he like enjoyed it but um Food was a big thing because, again, we just didn't have healthy food in the house. My dad traveled every week for work, so my mom would just do, like, what was quick and easy for us. And a lot of that was eating out. And so, um, I, as a kid, I was just never taught to eat healthy. So, I think that that really followed me into my adulthood. I did a lot of burgers and fries. Oh, my fat ass. I used to get um, the the kids' meal, like the, like the deluxe kids' meal from McDonald's, and I used to eat the pieces of the burger one by one to make it last longer. Did you have this epiphany at some point where you were like, I got to make a change. I wouldn't say it was so much of an epiphany. I think it really goes into like how I got on the show because I had, I watched like one full season of The Biggest Loser before I applied. And it was the last season that aired before like all the drama. And I was watching with my friend who we were, she was all seen no thing too. And I was like, let's apply for the next season. And I'm like 17, 18 at the time. And so we apply for the show and then I never heard anything back because I got canceled. And so like three years later, I get, um, so in May of 
of 2019, I get a, an email from the um, casting team. It was like, hey, like, we saw you apply three years ago. We're bringing the show back. Like, if you're interested, like, here, apply to this link. And I was like, whatever. Like, I have nothing to lose. That pretty, was, like, my epiphany. I'm like, I just graduated from nursing school. Like, why not? Like, I'm 23 years old. Like, just why the hell not? So um, I filled out the application. And I just, like, got further and further in the casting process. And I was somebody, like, with all the controversies the show caused, like, about, you know, past a lot of past contestants gaining their weight back or you know people's metabolism metabolisms getting like fucked up I was like you know I don't know um if this is for me like I said from the beginning like I will not screw up my metabolism for a tv show and so I went into that with a lot of hesitation like I'm obviously happy I did but um like I feel like the epiphany was kind of like like, why the hell not? I guess I'm going on this show. Here we go. Exactly. Like, I've tried so many other things and nothing has helped. And like, maybe this is this is what I need. Okay, so one of the questions in the Facebook group was whether you watched the show growing up. It sounds like you weren't like a diehard fan. I watched like a season here and there. Like the last season, it didn't have, I don't think it had any of like the original. I think Bob was on there, but I know Jillian wasn't on there. Um, I've seen episodes with her and I, oh uh, God, I... I was very poor. I'm very happy. She wasn't your coach. Yeah, no. Oh, Ashley Ramirez said, what was her biggest misconception about losing weight before Biggest Loser? I had two. One of them was that weight loss isn't a like one size fits all. Like I get a lot of questions asking me, like, how do you lose weight? How do I do this? How do I do that? And like, you know, people do keto and keto works for a lot of people, but it didn't, doesn't work for me. Or like, you know, people um, can do intermittent fasting and all these different things. Like going on the show, it had taught me that um, it's, it's such a combination of different things. And like, you truly need to be in the right headspace. I feel like for a long time, I wasn't in the right headspace. And I think that's why I was so successful on the show, because I went into it with like, you know, this is to save your life. And like, you need to be as dedicated to it as possible. And also just like the mental transformation of, of weight loss. Like when you see someone like at the finale, when you see them and everyone looks so much better, um, you can see that they feel a lot better about themselves. And that's something that I got the show that I wasn't expecting. You go into the house. I just have to wonder, you obviously had never been on a reality TV show. Like no. the cameras, the whole thing. Was that just scary for you? Oh my God. So I, um, even when you're filming, well, you know how like your mom and your sister like filmed your application for the bachelor. Like I did it all. I did it all myself, but I had friends recording me and I just felt like natural in front of the camera. Of course I was like nervous when I, when it first happened, but like, it was all of like the secrets of TV that kind of like caught me off guard. Like Fun fact, the house you see us filming on TV is, like, not even our real house. Like, it's just a set. And, like, if you watch, there's no sink in the kitchen. And every time they go in the house, it looks perfect. And, like, so I, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to live in a mansion at this house. Like, it's going to be so nice. We pull up to the set, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, then where'd you stay? Like, in a hotel or something? No, we stayed in this, it was called Gloria Adventure Camp. New Mexico looking up and and they had like it's like a place for a lot of like Christian camps go so we play in this house if you look up like Gloria Adventure Camp Coffee Lodge that's where we stayed at and it was like this house that had like a living room a kitchen and then like two hallways on the opposite side of the house with like four bedrooms and like the girls down one side and the guys down the other side but that oh yeah it caught me so off guard and like the hurry up and wait that you talked about oh 
Oh, I had no, I was like, like they wake your ass up at 6am thinking like something big's going to happen. You do your makeup. You were very good about doing your makeup. By the way, I was trash. (laughs) You did your makeup. Yeah. Because I was like, if I'm going to get like a sugar daddy out of this, I need to look decent. (laughs) And then you're just sitting there like bored as hell. Anxious. Like, what am I in for? Exactly. Like, I just feel like when people, like, going on a reality show, I mean, I guess any TV show, really, like, you you don't know what it's going to be like, and then, like, watching it play, it just... I mean, you can probably agree with me when I've said, like, it's not glamorous. Oh, yeah, no. By no means is it like, wow, this is the best time I've ever had. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Right. Mm-mm. Well, okay. So you go into your first day or whatnot. You stand on the scale, which probably really sucked and was like, oh, this is on TV. Like, damn, really? I know. I know. It does suck. Because after I came back from the show and asked people, how much do you think I weighed before I went on the show? And everyone always, someone told me like, like, uh, 220. But, um, (laughs) you know, I, people, no one would guess I weighed 293. I think a, they were just being really nice to me. But B, I just knew I was tall and I knew how to dress myself and I knew the angles. Like I knew how to not look 293 pounds. But it's kind of hard to do that when you're on national television in a sports bra and shorts. So um, it was it was scary, but it was also kind of like a weight off your shoulders because you know like you're never going to look like this again. Random thought I just had. Do you pack like cute clothes at all or no? Like I'm assuming you never do. Oh my God. So like we had no clue like what was going on with the packing. So they told us to pack 10 really nice outfits. And so our thought was originally, because on previous seasons, they've had people like vote people out. Right. Rather than just being like the yellow line. So that's what like. I thought was going to happen and we ended up never wearing them. So we bought like nice clothes for like the interviews, like in the, be- the very beginning. But throughout the process, none of your ITMs, you were ever wearing nice clothes. The, re- the red t-shirt. Yeah. Got old real quick. How many red t-shirts did you get? Oh, I, I like at least like 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you find out your coach is Erica But she had her own weight loss journey, which I'm sure helped a lot knowing that she had been through what you're going through at some point, right? Yeah. You know, people like I saw someone ask, like, would you have preferred Jillian? Well, as you said, no. (laughs) That's I was worried going into it because I was like, you know, because you see on the previous seasons, like the coaches were yelling at people. Screaming in your face. Like, that's not how I learned. Like, I'm a big crybaby, as everybody saw. Like, I'm really <laughs> big on, like, an emotional connection. And I think that's why I was so successful with Erica and why I was so thankful. Like, I love Steve. But, like, how I was so thankful that she was my trainer because, like, she got it. Like, she knew where to push us. Like, I, I built such a bond with her. And, like, like when I when I first heard, like, oh, like, your trainer lost, like, some, like, this month. I was like, oh, my, like, it's about time that the show, like, brought someone who truly knows, like, what it's like. So, oh, yeah, I was over the moon that I had her. And then just as I got to know her, she's just an even better human being than the show can even make her look. So it, it was it was great. I mean, as I've said, like, Chris Harrison is not even remotely a part of the show. Like, do you and, and Erica, do you, like, everyone hang out a lot 
Yeah, well, that's what, you know, I I had read about, like, previous seasons where, like, the trainers were really just there to train, and then they would have, like, fill-in trainers, like, on the weekends. And so, um, Erica, I saw, like, how dedicated she was, like, week one, because the, the running, the mile run was actually on our first day there. Like, we hadn't even worked out yet. So, we were starting the week, like, oh, God. The next day, Erica showed up to our house in the morning, and she would show up every morning. She would drive to the campus and show up every morning and work us out she was very dedicated like on the weekend she would take us out to do dance classes and swimming and like just to switch it up for us and like steve he wasn't doing that in the beginning because steve was like my team has six pounds like they're gonna yeah we're gonna win but um he started doing it like later on because i think he started seeing like the benefit of having a coach who's like so genuinely involved and like isn't just in it for the cameras so you have your first workout or at least it looks like your first workout where you're in the space with all the machines and shit yeah you're you get nauseous right away um which i would have too because i work out and i still don't do that kind of stuff but (laughs) one are you thinking what have i gotten myself into and two was there any like specific workout where you were like no you know, I feel like it all started with the mile run. Like before I went on the show, I could not, I shit you not, I could not run for 30 seconds without being winded. And so when we're on the mile run and it's so funny because that's like, like me and Jim have such a connection. Cause I always say from day one, him and I like struggled together. It was kind of pathetic. Cause I was like, he's like 30 years older than me. And we're both like finishing at the same time. But like Micah, for example, like ran almost the entire time. And like Chrissy ran a good amount. And I'm like, how? you don't need this show. Like you, you can run a mile and you can do this on your own. So that was only day one. And so the next day when we started doing like the workouts in the gym, Oh, I, I, I could barely do anything without like throwing up or crying. And like, I was just so winded. Like it, it's, it's crazy because it was filmed in New Mexico. So like the elevation was like nuts. Oh, duh. That was awful. But like there, the workouts, like you would, I thought they would get easier, but like every last chance workout was just awful. Cause Erica's really big into these things called like the hit drills and where you like the intervals. Oh my God. 40 seconds on 10 seconds off. Oh God. I have like PTSD. We had a lot of questions about the, the food and the eating. So, so here we go. I guess if you could go through like an average day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. So big misconception. We did not have a chef. So um, we had a nutritionist. Her name was Katie. And um, she would come down and she lived in LA. She would come visit us and we would tell her like what we like to eat. And she would put together like a shopping list and she would like approve things that we could or couldn't have. And then the PAs would go buy it every week. So um, we had, we cooked a lot together, like not everyone, but like two or three people would cook and eat the same thing. And so I was very fortunate. Like I'm still kind of clueless on nutrition. Like nutrition is just really tough for me. And so I was really fortunate to have people like Christy, Terry and Jim on my team who like had it down packed so it's like the typical day like we would normally eat like egg whites for breakfast with like a serving of fruit and then for lunch uh depending on like how much you work out that day you could either be like a protein shake or like some chicken like a lot of chicken and vegetables when i did that bodybuilding crap it was every day chicken broccoli chicken yeah. broccoli no, that's the thing. That's why, like, Erica, she, like, that's why the thing about weight loss is so individualized. Like, Erica, she eats the same thing every single day. What does she eat? I'm curious. Um, I know it's, like, chicken with, like, zucchini and squash and then rice. Like, every, like, every single day. 
And I'm like, I can't. Can I put some ranch dressing on it? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, see, that's why I, and I wasn't like that. So like for me, I would just tell people like, figure out what works for you. Like if you can eat the same thing every day, then go for it. But if you're like me, I will think of like something that I love. Like, for example, I love like chicken teriyaki, but like it's full of sugar and salt. And so what I do is I like look up a recipe that I love, even no matter how fattening it is. And I just look up like a healthy version of it. On Pinterest? Yes. Like, oh, I really want chicken nuggets. Okay. Well, look up like healthy chicken nuggets. There's a healthy version of everything. Everything. So you're saying because someone was checking on or off your food, you couldn't, like, there was no snacks in the house. No, like, that's another thing, like, on the show, like, on the previous seasons, they had, like, those, like, temptation challenges and stuff where they would, like, basically have contestants, like, eat a bunch of junk food for, like, safety. And it was, like, a bad look. But, so they didn't have that. And so we had no unhealthy food in the house, which I... It was good, obviously, because you need to be learning how to eat healthy. But I think that for me, for example, it does not help prepare you for the real world. Like when I was eliminated, you go to the airport and there's like a Maggiano's. And it smells yummy. Yes. And so like people always say just keep unhealthy food out the house. But I do think that you need to get to a point where you can train yourself to resist those things because that's not something that we worked on because we never had the temptation to. Well, that's what's hard, you know, when you talk about reality TV, I feel like they're all different, but similar in that you're, you, you're in this bubble for a long time and then they just throw you out of it. Yes. What just happened? And now there's a Maggiano's. Like when me and Leah Block got eliminated the same night, we flew home together from Bahamas uh-huh. and we were at the, uh, and I was trying to be skinny the whole time. Right? right. So we get to the airport we go this, I ate more food than you could ever eat. And then I was like, that, that's it. Never again. No, I know. And, and you felt great. Did you have a beer too? I hope or something. No, I know. And there was no alcohol. That's another thing. Like we were on the show. Like I was, I would drink, but I had, I had never been drunk. Like, I guess because of my weight, my body just did not metabolize alcohol normally. And so I would never get drunk. I want to know, obviously all of your food sucked, but like, did you grow to love anything in particular? Cause that's just like what you had and it was good. They're like condiments, <laughs> so many dark condiments that have like zero sugar, like that, like, like sugar-free barbecue sauces. Like I'm just a sauce girl. I do like sauce. Really learn to like utilize things like a instant pot or an air fryer, like just cooking things that you love and that like, it's automatically going to be healthier for you. People think you go on the biggest loser because you hear people like Jim, well, I came out, I really loved like chicken and veggies. Like, no, no. like that's not me. So yeah, things like chicken, like just learn, learning how to like modify things that I ate at home and like learning how to modify it to be healthy. I, I loved it. Let's talk about Kim. Oh, we didn't really see like the evolution of y'all's friendship. All of a sudden you just loved each other. So like, you were roommates, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how like your show did it, but we were flown out for finals week and we were like all trapped in the hotel mm-hmm. and we had no contact with each other. And we we're basically told that if you see somebody by chance that you think could be on the show, then you can't speak to them. We had that too. So when I got that email, I'm like, okay, like by the slight chance, like they're, they're not going to be showing us to each other. I literally get in the car 
from the airport to go to the hotel. And I look behind me, Rob is getting in my van, Christy's getting in my van, and Terry is getting in my van. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like thinking these people, I'm not going to talk to these people ever. I'm like not even going to see them. And so we're just sitting in this van on awkward silence. And so we would like target runs together. And that's when I met Kim. And um, we would just like look at each other and like she would say really funny things. And she had that sweet Southern accent and she cursed a lot and she just made really like perverted jokes. And so I was like, oh my God, like this is me, my girl. So whenever we were selected, we get to our, our fake house, well, our, our real house. And um, I was like, oh my God, like we're going to be roommates. And so we just ran to the first room and like the rest was history. Do you have like a favorite moment with her that we didn't see? My favorite moment that they recorded and they didn't put on the show for like obvious reasons yeah was that kimmy who ended up getting a divorce at the finale during the show we would be laying in bed and we would just be talking about like she would talk about her husband how much she hated him and like <laughs> and she was just like ready to go home and get a divorce and she would have talked so much shit about him and so they um this was like week three when they were like really trying to push this whole like Micah thing, which we'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, so they wanted me and Kimmy to go sit in the woods on this bench and like talk about our relationships. And so I talk about my relationship at home and like everything goes smoothly. So she starts talking about her relationship. And now that the cameras are on, she starts saying, like, no, my husband, like, he's a great man. And I'm, like, staring at her. And I just start, like, busting out laughing because I'm, like. You're lying. <laughs> now that the cameras are on, oh, he's just a great man and this and that. And so, literally, like, we had, it's been, like, 10 minutes where we sh- we would get back in, like, serious and she'd be talking. And, like, she was really good at a poker face. But I, I could not stop laughing. That was, like, on the show when they say, like, hey, you girls, can you go do a girl talk? So, like, yes! can you go talk it's somewhere? So, so, you're just, like sitting there and then they're like talk about this what do you think about what kim said today i know kimmy um she had sleep apnea before she went on the show and so she came with a cpap and i don't know if she ever used it before we went on the show but like we'd be sleeping in our beds and around like every night at 4 a.m she would rip the cpap off and so i would hear like the air blowing and she would just start snoring like crazy and every night i would wake up at like 4 30 and i'm like yelling I love those stories. Yeah. What is an average like week look like? Like, are you training every day? I can't remember. Eliminations were either on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Okay. So you'll say Tuesday. So you're eliminated on Tuesday. Someone goes home. So Monday is usually like the first workout. And so we would wake up every day at 7am and we would work out like walk around like the camp or go to the gym and work out for like an hour to two hours, like without cameras and usually without trainers. Then we would go home, change and then get ready for like camera time. Yes. So we'll work at that. Those were usually like an hour, an hour and a half. And then usually every night we would work out for like two hours, like either in the, Oh, I, we're averaging like six hours a day. And so then like the second day of the week was either the challenge or it was like just a day where they're not filming anything besides like interviews. So we would just do like the two to three workouts just off camera. Then we would have challenge day and we would have the challenge, which was like full of freaking anxiety. And then um, we would usually have like the last chance workout on a Friday or that Monday. And we didn't film over the weekends and then the elimination. What did you guys do on the weekends? That's when Erica and Steve started like teaming up and taking us places. Like we would go to like this 
it was called like mixed fit where they would do like hip hop dance classes. And it was so much fun because like, first of all, we were out in the real world, with, like real people and all the boys would have to do like, like, like shaking their ass pretty much. And it was, it was a ton of fun. And so, we, but then after I, after I was eliminated, they started doing like the CrossFit gyms and stuff like that. But it was just nice to like be out in the real world. So on the weekends, that's what we did. Okay. Let's, let's discuss Micah. Oh my God. <laughs> they were definitely pushing this like showmance situation. Yeah. So you guys are for sure dating, right? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like, so I don't know what it was like. The reason I started thinking they were sort of pushing a showmance was because one night, oh, this is so embarrassing because it sounds really bad, but it was around like week three or four. I want to say it was like week four. I don't know. Um, Micah's like room was on the opposite side of the house and he, there was one room on each side of the house that had like a single bed. And for some reason he got the single bed on the guy's side. So he didn't have a roommate. And so one night I went usually like before elimination nights, we would go and I would go in his room and we would talk. But this time it was like really late. It was like, like 11 o'clock at night. I know. I know. You fell asleep together. <laughs> no, and so I, mean, I went to his room. I even brought a pillow, which just makes it look so bad. You're shacking. Yeah, I know. And so we just talked for like an hour. Like we just talked, and so the next day, we, uh, me and Christy, get told go still be here and talk about so and so. And out of nowhere, the producer that was with us goes, "So, Kat, you want to tell Christy about what happened last night?" And I'm like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" Because there were no cameras in the house, which means when the pro- Production assistant was upset. Oh, cat went to Michael's room. And ever since then, we would get like a million questions about like what we think about each other. Like if I think Mike is cute and this and that. And like anytime we were in like a therapy session, uh, Bob would like bring like look at us a certain way. Or like one time on week two, we were up on stage together for the elimination, and Bob said that we would look cute together, and it looked like Micah started blushing. And so. Like, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to paint us out to be in a relate, like in a showmance. And so I was like, whatever, like, like, I'll just go with it. Like once the show started airing, because the biggest loser page also uploaded like a picture of him and I that cropped Kimmy out. And so I'm like, oh God, I'm not going to push the showmance. But they never did. He might've liked you though, maybe. No, Micah, Micah and I, we are two very fundamentally different people Micah is like the type that wants like a wife who was going to like clean the house and cook him dinner. Whereas I want to be like president. So like him and I, it's not going to work. Never, ever going to work. It's so funny. Cause I literally get that question more than anything. Like, Oh my God, you and Micah would be so cute. And I'm like, no, it become became more obvious than ever that like, it's harder to lose weight as the weeks go on. Right. So like the first way in, you're like, you down 14 pounds. You're thinking this is going to happen every week. And then the next week you're down two pounds and you're like, what the hell that must feel so effing disheartening knowing you're putting in six hours of work a day and you lose four pounds. I know that's, I think that's one of the, like how I said that weight loss is so individualized. Like Mm -hmm. you just can't control how your body is going to react to weight loss. You know, in the beginning I was pulling really good numbers. I was like, Oh my God, I'm gonna be here a long time. And then in week four, I only lost four pounds. And that week I knew I had tried harder than like ever. And it sucks to even say like, I only lost four pounds because like four pounds. That's huge. But unfortunately, like you're in a situation where like your judgment is so faded towards like all you're focused on is staying in the house and you 
four pounds is going to send you home. So after week four, when I only lost four pounds, I was like, okay, I'm going home next week. No matter what I did, like I, my body's just, I don't have the body to lose like eight pounds a week. And I had to get to a point where I'd be like, and you know, and that's okay. As long as I just keep going. What, I mean, for me, the step up challenge looked like the absolute hardest. Do you have a challenge or a workout that was like the hardest for you? That challenge was, it was awful. And I, I am so uncoordinated because Erica kept telling us, you know what? Switch legs, switch legs. I do one leg up and then the next time do the other leg up. I just wasn't coordinated enough. So I kept going up on the same leg and like I, my legs have never hurt so bad. But oh, I bet. I the hardest challenge would definitely be that mud pit challenge with flipping the tires because they asked me beforehand, like, how much do you think these tires weigh? And I'm like, I don't know, 50 pounds. And so when they're like, oh, it weighs like 140, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. And so that was like the second week challenge. We had already lost the first challenge. And so we, we, we start off and I'm like looking at this mud pit and I'm thinking, okay, it's like a foot deep at best. And the second I decided to be like super spontaneous and like run and jump into it, I realized very quickly that it's like a foot and a half of water and then like another foot of this mud and so that's why we started crawling like kind of look stupid but like strategically it was the best legs your feet are just like fighting the mud so you're flipping the tire and like by the time you like catch your breath to flip it again it's like already filled up with water and then you look over and micah's like flipping tires all on his own micah like dude come on get off the show Exactly. So um, that challenge, oh, it's, it was awful. It was awful. But like, the, the thing that the show never aired, which was like annoying to me was that every challenge we would lose. You guys lost a lot. Yeah. Every, every challenge except one. But um, <laughs> Erica would always make it a point to be like, you guys have to finish. And so after we had lost every challenge, we always finish a challenge. You finally won the boating challenge. Yes. Oh my God. I know like the least like it had to do with teamwork. So funny. I know, I know. And I lost my fucking paddle. It was a mess. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like oaring and you're just sitting there yeah. like. First of all, they're yelling at me because they're saying I'm not like oaring or rowing. Not helping. At the same rate as them. And I'm like, but when you watch the camera, me and Terry were on our own little rhythm. And then they were on a whole different rhythm. It's their fault. They weren't rhythming. Exactly. And so then, the, but then the second I lost my oar, oh shit. I just knew like, oh my God. I'm in trouble. Oh yeah. And Erica was like, she was like, Kat, why aren't you rowing? What am I going to row with? My hand? We ended up winning that challenge, which was great. Week five, unfortunately, was your last week. You, But you said you kind of knew it was coming. Oh yeah. Like I just... After, because week three, I lost five pounds, which again, huge, but yes, but not, I mean, I wasn't even on the bottom that week, but I was still like, okay, like I just need to try really hard. And so when I tried really hard and I didn't, I only lost four pounds. I'm like, okay, like I know I'm going home. And so I went into it knowing I went home. Kimmy gave me half a Xanax that day. And so <laughs> my reaction to going home would have been much worse if I didn't have that Xanax. And Bob, whenever, like, we're all standing up there, and he's like, and one of you will be eliminated. He, like, looked dead at me. Yeah, they know. I mean, hello. Oh, of course. Yes. I was like, shh, I'm going home. So um, when I got up on the scale, and I saw I lost four pounds, I'm like, fuck me. So I know. And so I just, I just knew I was going home. Well, spoiler alert, Jim wins. Yes. Sorry if anyone hasn't seen it yet. And you posted <laughs> the cutest little Instagram pictures. So you and him were... We're good friends. He's yeah. a deserving winner. 
Oh my god, literally like literally like the most deserving winner because Jim is somebody like from the very beginning. He I think he had more motivation than anyone because he had the kids and he had, you know, uh like health conditions and things that like could literally kill him. Cause I mean, he was over 400 pounds knowing. And just from week one, he, he, he had the team mentality where he pushed me all the time and he wasn't in it just for himself. And so like I, he helped me in the kitchen. He helped me with everything. I literally could not have picked someone better. Like he was on my team, which was great, but just knowing like, like how Erica says, like he just got it and he trusted Erica and he did everything that she told him to do and it paid off. So I not only I'm very happy he won, but I do think he's gonna I think he's gonna keep it off because I think that he really like learned. Well, let's discuss the the post show, the where are they now segment where you said that your boyfriend of five years, like right after the show, broke up with you. Yeah. Can you expand more on that relationship? Like did he support you? Did he make you feel good about yourself? Yeah. So, um, my boy, we were together since 2014. And so we had a lot of history and like, he loved me when I was 293 pounds. Like he, I, I was in a point where I was in a relationship with someone and I was getting my sense of confidence from him. And I was depending on him to make me feel good about myself, which is a lot of weight to put on somebody. And I, I shouldn't have been doing that. You know, let me just stay in this relationship because um, I had this mindset of like, no one else is going to love me like this. And like, things might not be perfect, but he loves me at 293 pounds. So I, I just need to stay with him. And so when I came back from the show, I was like, I, I, could, I could feel the change in myself where I, I was going out and doing things that like I had never done before. And I was feeling good about myself. And I was, I was a new woman because he even said like, whenever we were together before, like we just wouldn't do anything because I just, I wasn't in the right headspace. And so I felt like the relationship had like this new, this new, new life to it. But, um, like two weeks after I got home, we were just, we were fighting a lot and, um, he, he did break up with me and it was awful. I mean, it was like mourning a death, but it was worth the mourning a death because he wasn't dead. He was very much alive and he just didn't want to be with me. And I spiraled for like a solid two weeks. Was that hard? Like for your, um, progress and stuff? Oh yeah. And I, and I resented him for a very long time because I was like, what a selfish thing to do. Literally the finale is in like a month and a half. Like I need to be losing as much weight as I can. And I, I mean, I went to a dark, like I have never, I've never, I've struggled with anxiety, but I've never been through like a depressive episode, but I could not get out of bed for weeks. Oh, I know that. It was awful. And like, there, I would get up and go to a workout and then for like an hour and I would come home and just get back in bed and cry. And so it definitely fucked with me. And like, we discussed it at the finale, and, you know, Erica and Bob, they didn't show this on the show, but they were saying that they were like worried that like, this is how, you know, you go back to your old habits. And I was told them, I was like, you know, it would be a lie for us to go on national television and make people believe that because we were on the biggest loser that how we respond to trauma and how we respond to, you know, getting our, our hearts broken that like, Oh, we're just healed. And we're never going to struggle with reverting. Exactly. And And I think, and I, that's why it was important to me that I, I tell people that, that like I struggled hard and it was awful. And I did a lot of things that I, maybe I shouldn't have, but I, 
it, it got better. And there were times in that where I was like, I'm never going to get over this, but I did. And so I, like, I still managed to lose weight. So it's like, you like, I'm not free of, you know, criticism because I'm on the biggest loser. Like I, I struggled, but you know, you learn how to cope with it better. And now you're going out to bars and having fun with the gals. Oh yes. Oh my God. Like literally I, I just now I never did those type of things before I, before the show. I just, I, I, I never thought I had anything to wear or I just felt like I didn't belong in an environment like that. And now like, like I get attention from like men and like people know me and people are nicer to me. And like, like, it's unfortunate that it takes losing weight to do that. But like, I, I feel like, like a new woman. Well then how has, I mean, I feel like in dating confidence is such a huge factor. So how has, how has dating changed? I mean, obviously we can't date right now, but yeah. So um there was like a solid spoiler alert we did like get back together <laughs> I know I'm a clown I'm a are clown, you but... together now yes I know I'm a clown I know I know but <laughs> I know Olivia okay well fuck single life then it's fine I know well I did live besides like my depression I I I I explored like the dating scene for like a solid two months and I, I've just always been somebody who's really out there and I'm not, a, I'm not intimidated by men. Like I'm the girl at the bar to like go up and talk to you. Jealous. <laughs> I would so strike you as the girl to do that. No. <laughs> no. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. I did notice that like men in general are just nicer to me. And it's unfortunate that we live yeah. in a society that like, like people just feel like they can treat you less than because you are overweight. Is your boyfriend nicer to you? Yes. Good. Yes. I, I know. I know. I know you're not. I know you're not happy. No, I'm happy if you're happy. I just was like, I had no idea. No, well, I know the world doesn't know either. Exclusive. <laughs> it's groundbreaking. <laughs> like life since the biggest loser has just been like, I, I don't regret going on the show for a second. Like it, it truly changes your life. And that's the biggest thing that like Mm -hmm. I got out of it is like this mental transformation where like I had a trainer like Erica who cared more about how I, you know, changed the way I think about myself more than physically. Like I'm a lot nicer when I talk to myself. I, um, I, I still struggle. Of course. Of course I struggled with it before because I was 293 pounds, but um, I've talked to a couple of people who have lost large amounts of weight and you kind of, like when you get home and like, cause I maintained my finale weight, which was like, it was 228. And so I still, I still, I still weigh that. And, um, I need to lose like another like 30 pounds, but it's like kind of like on my time. Yeah. When I got home and from the finale, like you are in such shock and like so much awe of yourself and you're like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe I look like this. But then eventually the shock kind of wears off. There are times where I still see like 293 pounds. Oh, of course. It's not until like I look at old pictures, like old videos of myself where I'm like the before and after. Yeah. Like I still, I carry a lot of weight in my stomach, in my arms. And I I had to like learn to, you know, I've hit a plateau for like two months now. And the beginning I like punished myself. So I was like, Oh my God, like, why aren't you losing weight? Like everybody else is still losing weight. Like, why aren't you losing weight? But I just had to get to a point where it was like, like you've maintained it. And sometimes that's harder to do than lose. And especially during this time. Oh yeah, I know. I, I, I get a lot of questions on like my current workout routine and I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called orange theory where basically yeah. like high intensity, like hour long classes. And I love it. That's how I prepare for the finale. 
that's what I do now. Like mm-hmm. I would just go to a class a day when, on my days off and like, just be fine with it. But now like we're, we're, we're stuck because we're stuck in our houses and I am not somebody who can work out at home. Like, no, 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 no. I am not that type. Like I home is like my safe space. So I just have to like force myself out the house, for, like a good run every day. And then I'm good. But, um, that that's been really hard. And like, cause and people are going to gain weight during this time. Of course you're in a situation you never would have saw yourself in. No one could have even remotely prepared for anything like this. And everyone is handling things differently. That's what I was. One of my questions was like, I hope that or not a question, but I hope that you're giving yourself grace during this time because I mean, what the hell? I know. Like I, I'm somebody who follows like the 80, 20 rule where basically like, as long as I eat it, healthy Abers in the time, like I can treat myself because I am the type that if I completely withhold things for myself that I love, I'm just going to like indulge it and all oh, it just all goes downhill from there. So like ever, even when I was training for the finale, like I did not completely restrict myself of things that like I love before the show. So like, that's like how I still do it. Like it's working out for me. It doesn't work out for everybody, but um, like, yeah, I, I like I'm happy now at a point where I'm like not punishing myself. Good for you, sister. You're like so great. Literally, Olivia, I have said like from the beginning, just like listening to your podcast, I would tell everybody about the podcast. But I was like, this girl, like oh. she's the type that you feel like you have so much in common with. I'm really proud of you. You look amazing. Give yourself grace. Oh my god, you are so sweet. What I've been trying to do, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to do. 30 push-ups a day and like 50 crunches a day, right? So I made a little piece of paper because I know I'm not going to do them all in one sitting, but I put it right by my door because I'm going in and out and I'll just write it down. Like check, I've done it. Check, I've done it. And like, that's the best I can freaking do right now. It's not great, but like. You're moving your body. You're moving. Just keep moving, people. Literally. We're just proud of you. All of us are proud of you in this Facebook group. I know your their group has been like so supportive. Like ever since I announced I'd be on the show, like I've had people like reach out to me outside of the group and like see like, like I know like I'm from like the mounting off group and like I'm so proud. Like oh it's like such a good like you've built like an army of like supportive women. We're tiny but we're mighty and yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone your your social needs and where they can follow along on your journey. I, I am not somebody I am not gonna have a fitness Instagram like <laughs> not my thing like there are some people from the show who like want to make a career out of it like no I'm happy with my career um but you guys can follow me on Instagram at Katarina Boughton it's k-a-t-a-r-i-n-a-b-o-u-t-o-n Katarina Boughton everyone yes if you guys have any questions just I'm not the best at giving health advice but still I'm, I'm all yours well I love you I love you if I'm ever in Texas, I'm like, so funny because I feel like you're so used to like reality stars that are like unfazed. Like, I, this is like a fucking privilege. It's super, super cool to have someone who's like, listens and is involved and also does really cool shit. I'd prefer you every day of the year. <laughs> is this like a, the showmance I never had? It really is. I'm, I'm your Micah. And please tell your mother I love her. I will. Okay, well, have fun doing nothing today. I really do love you and you're my friend. I love you and you're my friend. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye, my darling. Bye.